Welcome to Legacy Fundraising Chat, where we talk about everything legacy-related to help you as a fundraiser generate more interest amongst your supporters in legacy giving. I'm your host, Sunita Godu, founder of Persuasion and legacy marketer, providing consultancy, training, coaching, and interim legacy support to small to medium-sized charities. I'm delighted that the National Free Wills Network is sponsoring my podcast. They allow you to offer your supporters a free solicitor written will anywhere in the UK, and the charity receives full measurable results. With 15 years of experience and over 500 million raised in future income for charities, the network can help charities of all shapes and sizes launch and maximise their legacy programmes. To find out more, visit nationalfreewills.net. Hello listener, welcome to episode 41. Is it time to do a legacy marketing audit? If so, here's how to do it. So this episode is based on your charity already having a legacy strategy. Whether that's a formal document or a series of actions that you or your team follows. But amazing listener, whilst I've got your ears for a moment, I've got a favour to ask that could just make the world of difference. So this is me on the Saturday morning with a steaming cup of coffee writing and recording this episode just for you. I'm an independent legacy consultant and I'm here to bring you insight stories and hopefully lots of valuable content that could spark those aha moments that you've been craving in your legacy program. There's no fancy marketing team behind the scenes, just me pouring my heart and soul into crafting content that really matters. So here's where you come in. If you find value, inspiration or a fresh perspective in my podcast, I'm kindly asking you to hit that subscribe button and ensure the push button is set so you get notifications when I upload a new episode. And just one more thing. You know that feeling you get when you stumble across a hidden gem and you just can't wait to share it with someone? Well, that's exactly what I'm asking you to do. Please share my podcast with at least one other person in your professional circle. Thank you so much. Right, back to the episode. I've been conducting quite a few legacy audits for some clients in the last year, so I wanted to share some of my insights. Perhaps you've inherited a legacy strategy or maybe for whatever reason it hasn't been or parts of it haven't been implemented. The question is... Is it fit for purpose? And why should you review your current legacy fundraising strategy? I'm just going to delve into three reasons why I think this is important. First of all, the changing landscape of giving. The world of giving is evolving rapidly. Donors today are far more sophisticated, much more technology connected and more value driven than ever before. So your legacy fundraising strategy might have been fine in the past, but is it really aligned to the modern donor? Now, even older donors we know are far more tech savvy and the 60 plus age group is the audience that is growing the fastest on Facebook. Reviewing your approach ensures that you're meeting your donors where they are right now crafting messages that really resonate with their values and then using the platforms that they engage with regularly. 
as I mentioned, Facebook. So the second reason why you might want to be reviewing your strategy is this power of personalization, which you've heard me talk on the podcast before. Every donor has a unique story and a connection and a passion to your cause. This one-size-fits-all legacy fundraising strategy just isn't going to cut it anymore. By reviewing your strategy, you open the doors to allow more personalization. Imagine being able to connect with donors on a far more profound level by acknowledging the actual reasons for supporting your cause. Now, this level of personalization is not just going to enhance their giving experience, but it means that they're going to have a far deeper and emotional connection with your charity. Now, the third reason I think you should be really reviewing your legacy strategy is for technology reason. Technology is revolutionizing the way we communicate and engage and fundraise. Whether that's social media advancements and the analytics that we can pull from that, there's all these tools available at your disposal. But are you actually leveraging these tools? and putting them into your legacy strategy. When you review your strategy, you identify opportunities to integrate that technology in more creative ways. That might be from hosting a legacy virtual event to actually getting data insights into who your potential legacy donors are. Now, if any of the above holds true for you, then it's absolutely time to do a legacy audit. Now, the first question is, who should do the legacy audit? So what are your options? The key things here to consider are, if you have a head of fundraising or you are that person, you need to be the driver with this. As you will have the holistic view of the fundraising landscape giving of your charity, The people you want to be involved in this audit are those that will be supporting you in the actual delivery. Now, that would include your marketing, your comms, some of your frontline service delivery staff and volunteers if you feel that's appropriate. Please don't review your strategy and then expect others to follow it. Would you? When should you carry out your legacy audit? Naturally, the ideal time is when you're not under pressure doing lots of other things. Pick quieter months and just before you are due to put in your expenditure budgets for the next financial year. If you do need extra investment, you'll have already done your homework and you'll be ready to have that very important conversation with your finance director. How long does a legacy audit take? Now that naturally depends on how much time you have and how detailed your plan currently is, along with what resources, including staff, are available to deliver the programme. I typically spend between three to five months with a client, which may seem a lot, but it's important for me to completely immerse myself into a charity's cause, get insight into donor behaviour. And also delving into the data, what's worked, what didn't, and then making the necessary recommendations. I would usually spend a couple of days talking to donors, volunteers, and the fundraising team to get their thoughts on the current plan. 
on what they think has gone well and what they think needs to change. So what are the key steps in undertaking a legacy order? Now I've convinced you of the importance of reviewing your legacy fundraising strategy, let's delve into how to actually go about doing it. Start by analysing your current legacy strategy performance. What's working? What isn't? Collect feedback from your team, your donors and your beneficiaries to really gain that comprehensive perspective. You want to delve into legator and legacy inquirer and pledger analysis. And all these numbers, they hold stories and data gives you insight. So dive into this treasure trove, as I see it, of legacy data that will reveal patterns, the relationships that these supporters have with you. Their giving history is hugely insightful into who has been leaving you legacies, who was pledged, and who was thinking about supporting you in this way. So this is where you also gather information about your donors, your supporters and volunteers. And this includes demographics, their giving history, and any past interactions they've had with your organisation. But be careful here. Have you created a self-fulfilling prophecy? Are your legacy inquiries and pledgers all donors because these are the people that you've been talking to about legacies? Are you giving your volunteers, whether they're current or retired, beneficiaries and their families, if that's applicable to you, are you giving those audiences an opportunity to express their interest in giving to you through a gift in their will? Your star team, these are the people that are really going to make your legacy plan a reality. Do you have the right people with the skills and the confidence to deliver the program? It's totally okay to admit that you don't. And if you don't, is it time to look at recruiting or even looking to outsource some aspects of the program? Talk to the people that are currently involved in the legacy plan. Get their thoughts and ideas on this too. Do you naturally want to be reviewing your targets and your budget? Have you set these too high or too low? Are you stretching yourself enough? Then you can benchmark yourself against other charities who have a similar mission and perhaps relative in size. But bear in mind that there are so many other factors that come into play, such as longevity of a charity, how established their legacy program is, and how really committed emotionally their audiences are to their cause. Do reach out to other charities to ask them about how they set their target. I find that charities are hugely supportive in this space. But you naturally want to be reviewing your fundraising materials and their impact. And this is looking at all your fundraising materials because we really know that legacies doesn't happen in isolation. It happens integrated into other communications. And I talk about this a lot more in episode 13, where I delve into what legacy materials do you actually need. Powerful legacy storytelling. So this is linking to your legacy materials. You need powerful stories. Legacy pledges is an absolute must. Real people who have said that they're going to 
what they have actually included you in their will. Listen back to episode five, on where I talk about which case studies you need for your legacy marketing and how you can actually collect them. Now, you really do need to master the social media landscape. Social media, we talk about it as a platform. It's a megaphone for your mission. Are you using it to promote legacies? You really want to put a 12-month social media plan together which plays in with all your other activities. Do consider doing some Facebook lead generation and Google ads, which you can run quite cost-effectively. Legacy campaigns. So whether you're doing telemarketing events or running a social free will campaign, ensure if you are a legacy Lone Ranger that you have something in the diary at least once a year to focus your efforts. So putting it all together, what does that look like? You'll want to create a 12-month marketing and stewardship comms plan. The planner will be broken down by legacy prospect, inquirer, pledger, highlighting what communications each audience will receive. So that, my listener, is all for this episode. And as always, here's some takeaways. Number one, once you've determined you need to do a legacy audit, plan it in and galvanise your team. Pull everyone together. Number two, look back at results and activities and then look forward. Number three, consider what you need to deliver the new plan. Whether that's staff, the promotional legacy material, stories, and then pull that all together to get your new shiny legacy strategy implemented. And as always, if you need support, do drop me an email at sunita at persuasion.org.uk and as I mentioned at the start of the episode if you're enjoying my podcast please subscribe and share so I can continue to write and record episodes for you thank you so much for listening to Legacy Fundraising Chat brought to you by Persuasion a consultancy training and coaching organisation helping fundraisers just like you thank you also for everything that you do for your cause in the charity sector making it an inspiring place to work I'm your host, Sunita Gudu, championing your legacy fundraising efforts.